Hey everyone, I just want to let you all know that uh, over the last couple episodes we've had uh, some issues with uh, connectivity. Uh, poor poor Jim's internet's not been the best. He's been working with his ISP, so we want to apologize for any audio issues that you might hear. We, we're trying to do the best we can to edit it to limit some of the audio issues that we're having on our end here, but we really appreciate your support and we want to thank you for listening. Jim. Uh, you need to get the the chicken and sacrifice it under a full moon, like we talked about. Okay, bud? Yeah. Welcome to the Other World's GG Community Cast. This is episode number 13. 13 episodes in. Um, welcome lucky also my 13. Lucky number 13. Welcome also my co-host that's Mellified and we also have Alien Pickle. What's up? I'm doing good. How are you doing tonight? I'm I'm great. <laughs> I'm great. It's not it's not technically night. I mean it's it's the beginning of the afternoon, but I mean I'm I'm doing I'm doing well. Um I'm I'm better than my internet. That's yeah. So um, I, there's been a disclaimer that was put at the beginning of this episode before we started. Uh, man, Jim, that that really is a pain. But you know what's really going to be a pain is uh, I'm. This is our this is our last episode for uh, a couple of weeks. Um, we're gonna take a little bit of a break. I'm I'm in the process of going through a move uh, across the country, and um, so I'm halfway, actually halfway. Halfway. Yeah, don't well, exaggerate. You know, going to the moon. <laughs> you know, uh, what was what was the meme? Uh, Daddy, Daddy Musk is gonna take us to Mars. Um, That's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm moving. I'm moving a few states away uh, from where I'm currently at. Be closer to the in-laws, and in that process, I'm gonna be without internet for uh, probably about uh, eight weeks, so a couple of months. But I've got some friends. I've got internet up there, so we'll be able to do the show at some point. Um, but we are going to take a about a about a month hiatus. So this will be the last episode for a few weeks. Um, but we still really appreciate your all support. Um, so in one of our previous episodes, a couple episodes ago, we talked about um, persistent worlds, and we specifically kind of went down the path on like microtransactions and like e-shops and those kinds of things in those persistent worlds. But um, one of the, one of the things that we're, so we're doing a kind of a part two of that. And one of the things that kind of triggered that uh, this conversation for part two was, is uh, I was perusing steam the other day and looking at MMOs and what's out there. And if there's anything that um, I haven't heard about, and boy, howdy, wouldn't you know it, something caught my attention that I my jaw hit the floor because I thought I'd never see the, the, the name of this game uh, in, in legitimate conversations ever again, which was Shadowbane. Um, Shadowbane, of all things, was on Steam uh, for, what was it, 10 or 11 bucks? And for those of you who don't know, Shadowbane was an MMO in the early 2000s that uh closed up shop around 2009 and it was later acquired by a chinese company i think in 2014 with the aim 
or the idea of uh, doing a new game with the same name. So like some some kind of like modern version of Shadowbane. Well, um, years went by, nothing ever happened. And then in 2020, they announced that they were going to be putting it back up and they officially launched it uh, recently, I think, I think within the last month or so. Um, and let me tell you, as someone who played Shadowbane before, um, on when it was still alive, it's, it's almost as if, and I think Jim made this analogy off, off air. It's almost as if like someone just turned, turned the power off to the warehouse that the server was in. And then like a decade later, just turned it back on again and here it is and it's like <laughs> with some minor adjustments to its own eShop in the game it's basically the same game like what do you what do you guys think about that like how wild is that it reminds I, me of tron legacy right whenever he walks into the dark dusty arcade and like right power on <laughs> right yeah that's that's yeah. kind of how i felt when i thought when i saw it too i was like this is bizarre I mean, I, I, I wonder if it literally is just the hard drives, you know, the servers were sitting in a storage unit somewhere and somebody pulled them out and dusted them off. It sure sounds like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the, the, the where it was when it was last there. I mean, obviously all the user like accounts, it's all it's all based new. But like when you so I, I picked it up. So when you when you buy it and you install the game and you go to launch it. It just it's using your Steam account and your Steam profile as the as the as the user account for the game. So I mean you launch it and you just log you you've you've logged in essentially. You just hit play and then you can make a character and start playing on their server there. So there's no like create an account somewhere. It's just it's just straight up you're 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 playing. Which on one hand is actually kind of cool when you think about it. Like wow, like what if what if an MMO used steam as its back end hmm it's interesting for sure yeah i'm i mean like it almost kind of gives you hope right because so when you when you think about mmos there's you've got your classic traditional sense of an mmo right and then you've got like your new modern more like daily login reward style mmo that's kind of like the thing that is today you you still have stuff from the early 2000s that's going today, like EverQuest 1 and 2, right? You still have, and, and a lot of people have like probably forgotten, but EVE Online came out in 2003, um, which is the same year that also Star Wars Galaxies came out, and Galaxies has since up and, up and left us. Um, you know, in 2004, we had World of Warcraft that launched, and more recently, they they launched their WoW Classic version, which is the you know the vanilla version of the game uh, that you can play. And they're getting ready to launch their uh, Burning Crusade Classic, um, with the intent of if you want to still keep just playing the base vanilla version, you can. And they'll they'll just move your character to a vanilla only server. And you can just keep playing there until your heart's content. But if you want to keep moving forward, the ser- the 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 starting server that you were on will get upgraded to the Burning Crusade, um, and you can keep moving forward. Which I think I think is fascinating that uh, Blizzard is going down this route with with this. So not only will you continue to play the most up to date expansion of the game, but there it seems like they're going back through. And doing iterations, and you'll be able to play on iterations, which to me sounds like a lot of overhead. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I know how much work was involved the first time around, so it does seem a little crazy. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's just a, yeah, that I I remember, you know, Mike Morheim saying when when WoW Classic was first proposed that the, the code didn't exist anymore. And that sounds crazy, but like a lot of the world is stored in a database. And we would just update the database with the new version of stuff as we went. And I don't know that we ever, you know, saved like a magic copy of, oh, this is Burning Crusade at launch. This is this game at launch from the database perspective. So, yeah, it's it's got to be a lot of work to go back and recreate some of that stuff. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. Like I, I, I on one hand, as a, as a games preservationist kind of person, I, I am thrilled to hear this, but on the other hand, it's just like at some point, um, you know, at some point, like what what's that gonna cost? You know, to because mm-hmm. because you know you can play you can play the base version of the, of the game, you know the the current I should say iteration of the game up to level twenty for free. You know, anybody can play it. So that you know the first hits free. You know, and so at that point though, but they they did I don't know I don't know if that's true anymore because they did some leveling compression. Um, which was, which I remember being weird. So when they launched their latest expansion, they compressed all of the levels. So it was going to be like 120 plus or something like that. And they compressed everything back down. So like my, my 110 character got down to like level 50 or something like that. Um, and so they redid the leveling system, um, in a very interesting way, uh, when they did the latest expansion, um, but I'm definitely I'm definitely a, uh, a fan of the classic MMO style. I know it's a little bit more grindier and, ch- and challenging, but I think that was kind of the appeal of MMOs for me back in the day. It, it made you know the work you put into it feel more rewarding when you did get the rewards. Um, so I don't know what's what's your take on all this, man. Like, I, I, do 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 you see potentially other? MMOs of days gone by just randomly coming back like that. I mean, I wonder what it would take to acquire something like that. Like, I I suspect, you know, a lot of times these companies went out of business when the, uh, you know, when their, their big MMO failed. Um, And typically what happens is all of that office equipment, all those computers, hard drives, all that storage gets sold off. And, you know, probably a lot of it's just gone. It's, you know, the data has been deleted. The server doesn't exist anymore. Maybe some program or somewhere has a copy uh, of the like server code. But like I say, the databases and things like that, a lot of times don't don't make it. So I don't I think this is going to be very much the exception rather than the rule for bringing back these old MMOs, unfortunately. Yeah, that's that's quite a shame, man. Like, you know, and. And while and while I don't condone piracy, I, I do say that I, I really think it's quite a, a thing to see some of these communities that get built around these love for these games that no longer exist. Like City of Heroes, you know, I know men, uh, Jim made mention of that back in the first persistent one, where you know City of Heroes is back. It's just like, man, I really wish I could play it, and you know now it's back. You know, there's an emulated community that's playing it, um, but like, are you really playing it? <laughs> you know, like, dude. <laughs> Was it was it really was it really just the idea of it rather than it itself? Um, as much as I love Star Wars Galaxies, I only really get on the Legends server and play on that emulated server like you know once every couple of months, just because I'm also playing a whole lot of other games. 
Um, cause you know, when you, when you, when you're a gamer, there's only so much time you have outside of your work life to be able to play, you know, all of the things. Um, and then, you know, I don't even have a family yet. So I know like with you, Melified, like you have a job and a family, so you gotta. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. <clears throat> I, I think, um, Netflix talked about, you know, were they worried about other companies doing streaming services? And they said, we don't consider like, yeah, sure. They're competition. They're in the same space, but that's not our real competition. Our competition is video games. Our competition is, you know, books and all the other things you could be doing with your time instead of watching Netflix. And I feel like, you know, to some extent, that's where this all falls for me is I have, you know, X amount of hours of leisure time a week and I want to spend it doing the thing that I'm most excited about, most passionate about, most interested in. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, old MMOs, uh, you know, I, I kind of been there, done that. I was big into Dark Age of Camelot uh, back when it was it was a going concern and I enjoyed it. But there was nothing about that experience that makes me want to go back in time and recreate it. Like, I'm happy with it being a memory, I guess. There is an emulator for D DAOC. Oh, is there really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, some games that were pretty interesting have emulators that are that are out there, like uh, Raiders with a Z. That got it. It's it's kind of like if you put Warcraft and Monster Hunter together. Um, and then there was the Warhammer online, which was interesting. Yeah, they they were that, working on a they were working on an emulator for that, but I feel like that project. Oh, it's up. Oh, is it full? Is yep. it full now? Full up. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, and some of these and some of these old games like this are definitely something that I think we we are considering for like our you know uh, other worlds exploration. You know, the video game tourism kind of thing. Um, it'd be kind of interesting to go back and look at some of these things to kind of like see where stuff has come from to kind of compare it to where we are today. Um, but like you know, it it was just such a weird and random thing to like all of a sudden pull up. <laughs> You know, here's Steam Shadowbane, and you're just like, "What in the hell?" <laughs> that, I, that that's just such a weird, uh, weird thing to see. And I mean, they've got emulated communities, but it, it's so it's so funny to me to see some classic MMOs are still here. They're still around. They're they're still going and kicking and doing their own thing. And yet, and yet, for whatever reason. Some of these other ones have just fallen off or disappeared or gone away because the company doesn't want to support it. And as you said, Mellified, it's a, it's a real shame when like information and that kind of stuff gets lost because it, it, I feel like it's a complete destruction of you know a lot of work and a lot of talent. And for it to go away to only be such something that's like a memory for somebody, I mean, that's a real shame. Um. Yeah, well, and we've lost something, right? Objectively speaking, whether you're emotionally invested in that or not, we've lost a piece of history. We've lost a piece of art that no longer exists because we didn't care enough to preserve it. And I, I just, that makes me sad. Uh, it, it may sound silly, but it makes me sad. No, and, and I think, you know, in our, in our last episode, we start, we talked about like StarCraft Ghost as an example. And I, and I feel the same thing with like Star Wars 1313. There was so much about that that looked interesting and for all intents and purposes for all we know that's kind of gone i think in more recent terms of like some kind of like a preservation thing that i think was awesome is the more publicly acknowledged fact of the golden eye 
HD remake that they were making for Xbox Live that never came out because of licensing issues, but yet thanks to the power of the internet and people, you know, archiving certain things, that is actually a reality that we can experience. Um, it's not a hundred percent like remastered because it never got fully finished, but I'd say it's about 90% there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, it doesn't have all the sky boxes, you know, but it does have all the HD stuff kind of like there. And mm-hmm. you know, so it's, well, it'd be it's, like last <clears throat> episode we were talking about Starcraft ghost, right? It's like, well, what if that just <laughs> popped out? Right. You know, no, exactly. It's you like, know, and, hey, it's ninety nine percent done. It was declared done. And a, they didn't and a, like it enough to ship it, but by God, there's a done ass game for those people. And well, and according to Mellified, it's out in the world somewhere. So if, if yeah. someone's clever enough to find it, DM me and let me know. Yeah, and, um, and honestly, it would settle the question. Like if people play it and they're like, Wow, this sucks, right? Then Blizzard's got a point of never came out. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Blizzard, Blizzard can say, and that's why. Yeah. I, I'm I'm definitely curious to know. I would I I am knowing knowing what I know now. I would really like to see that. Um, I you know, I know it's not necessarily a persistent worlds kind of thing, but I mean, it, it just kind of goes it goes to that same sentiment of you know, there's something lost here when you when you look at those kinds of things. I I'm also fascinated too about some of these persistent worlds that just like no one ever really talks about. Like games that are just there that kind of like get mentioned, but then no one ever really talks about. So I'm thinking about like, you know, when the early days of um, Second Life, for example, I remember Second Life getting featured in uh, Hot Tub Time Machine, I believe it was. Wasn't it Hot Tub Time Machine or whatever, where the kid was playing Second Life and his character was like in prison and he's like, I got to get swole. And the guy's like, man, stop playing games or whatever. I forget, yeah. who, I forget what movie that was, but uh, um well, it, it got a lot of play in, in stuff like Business Week and God, there was like a Wall Street Journal article and it was all about like property speculation for virtual spaces, right? Which uh, we, we were talking earlier about like you being next to a particular person who's a land baron in a certain game and, and it's just like, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm sitting on this potential money, like someday he's going to want my land. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. But, you know, it's weird that that exists, that, that that is an ecosystem and a market that exists. I know it was kind of a thing in, like, Ultima Online. But, you know, some of these persistent worlds actually had that. Like, Star Wars Galaxies kind of had that, right? Like, where if you had a town that was, like, a very good town, land became valuable based on the the value of that city and what it produced, right? Whether, you know, that was a good city for selling stuff, there's, like, a lot of good vendors there, you know, plots become a premium, and it's just like, well, there's a player leaving the game, and his land's gonna go up for sale, so it's just like, who's got the, you know, if you got coin, I've got land, and, uh, you know, it's like, that kind of stuff in these digital worlds becomes uh, increasingly interesting, too, and and that kind of stuff kind of gets lost in time. Especially when, you know, a game, quote unquote, dies, which is why I feel like it's so important to preserve these things. Well, that and it's like a game goes down and you and your community have put like hundreds of bajillions of hours. Okay, so and and that's just gone. So to that. So to that end, to that end, I'm going to reference Star Wars Galaxies again, because (laughs) when when they went from the combat upgrade to the new game enhancement or NGE it fundamentally changed the game overnight very very drastically and a lot of people felt like 
their their hard work and their effort that they put into crafting this character and crafting this world that they lived in because that was the whole tagline experience the greatest adventure yours right like that was the whole thing about star wars galaxies it wasn't like you were following uh, uh kyle katarn or a dash rendar or princess leia or something like that it, it was you it was all about your your story your adventure your whatever and all of that all that put into it got destroyed overnight seemingly by changing fundamentally how the game is played now, in time, I, I, I do believe that NGE got good, but it, it, it took them several years, and by the time I feel like it really reached its peak, the damage was already done, and they, they you know, SOE was going under, and along with all the other MMOs. I mean, I mean hell, like, there's, there's, there's a whole slew of MMOs that we'll just never see again, like Matrix Online. I'm not saying it was good, I'm just saying it existed. Um, you know, the Matrix Online as an example. And I remember like kind of like the big deal about that, you know, like Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, the different things yeah. that you could do in that game. Um So a a thing ab- about that though is you know, like the old MMOs that went away and and Sony, right? So Daybreak purchased God, yeah. I guess, like the right to run all the uh, uh, well, a bunch of the Sony stuff. Right. And Sony used to have I forget what that was called. It was like some kind of a game pass where it's just like I can play all yeah. the Sony. Mm-hmm. Things, they did. They did. And and uh, yeah, there there was some interesting stuff that was in there, but it was, it, you know, it was like Planet Side and Tanneris. Do you remember Tanneris? The hover oh, tank yeah, 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 um, yeah. You and me were the only ones. So, <laughs> there, <laughs> but, you know, there there was all these games that were on the SOE service. Right. And then Daybreak acquired basically the service, but they didn't get Galaxies, which was the interesting thing. Yeah, and I there guess was... it's because of the license. Well, I think I think I think the I think I think the licensing was an issue because at the time when when Galaxies and, and a lot of people don't realize this is when Galaxies was going under was when Swotor was getting ready to come out. Swoltor. Swoltor. <laughs> but uh <Whoa>. <laughs> get swole and tor. Um, but well, I mean, cause you can, you can actually build like some characters that are just like big and beefy, but, um, but yeah. So like, you know, in 2011, man, uh, 2012 and that kind of time range is when star Wars, the old Republic was in on its way and star Wars galaxies was on its way out. And I guess the idea was, is they didn't want two competing MMOs at the same time for people's attention, um, in the star Wars landscape, um, so that was kind of, that was kind of part of it, which is why I think to this day, I, I feel like that's why no one's actually gone after like the legends crew. Um, because I mean, even though you're, you know, you're supposed to legally own your own copy of the game cause they're not running quote, they're quote unquote, not running server code. Um, but you know, I, I think because the, they, they, they don't have any precedence for running Star Wars Galaxies on their own end because it would be a conflict of interest to the Old Republic. Um, so I feel like that's part of the reason why Galaxies gets a pass in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, well, another reason it gets a pass is because if you talk about it, then you legitimize it. So, you know, they can't. It's like, don't mention it, and then people won't find out that it's there. Right. Even though it's been kind of growing year uh, year over year, 
Um, I think they're celebrating five years now, and they're getting ready to launch a big expansion, like a a a, a community made expansion for Star Wars Galaxies. Um, they're adding for the Legends server. I want to be specific about that because there's a couple of other smaller communities, but for the Legends community, they I mean they have on a regular basis like 1,500 people playing on their server, um, f- and for an emulated community, that's no that's not a small number. Um, and they're launching an expansion that's going to add in cloud city as a playable, like quote unquote planet, right? It's a playable place that they can go to. It's going to have its own, um, space, um, element too. So like all the planets in the game have like a space element. So like you can fly around Tatooine out in outer space or, you know, indoor and stuff like that. So they're adding in like a sky, version like a like a city in the clouds kind of like player like fighting area that they that they're going to have in there plus there's going to be like player owned housing on cloud city that you can get and there's a whole like quest line series that they're putting out there and there's all new um like clothing and stuff like that and it's it's really impressive that a whole community has come around uh, around this that they've not only revived it for people who missed it and loved the game so much but they're also continuing to add in content and keep it fresh and keep it new so it's not just like here's your you know here's your nostalgia cake have fun we're not doing anything with it they're like here's your nostalgia cake and then you know we're going to give you something a little nutritious too we're going to give you something new um i think that's awesome um so yeah yeah and city of heroes also made quite the comeback as an emulator project. Right. And you, but you saw like how much, uh, how much um, caution was taken with that because it's just like, we don't want to kick the hornet nest and get the, you know, there's like, so, so, so that, that one was a little interesting too. Right. So there was a lot of drama around that because there's there, as always with any emulator project, any, any game that has an emulator for it, there's drama in the community because somebody has an ego the size of like the sun and, you know, (laughs) or multiple people have egos the size of the sun and someone ultimately wants to be in charge and make the calls and make the decisions. And nobody can be like, look, we all want this. Let's work together. So there's a lot of drama that ends up happening with these. Like Legends is also not immune to this. Like back before Legends finally got its foot in the door, they almost lost it. So like they had somebody that was part of their development team years ago that almost like destroyed everything, but thankfully because they got some stick up their butt. And but somebody was able to recover everything and they were able to like resecure the project and they, you know, they figured out how to do the project properly and they got it back up and running again. And now it's been the longest running like you know, NGE version of the the game ever, um, more than any other community, and um, it's pretty good. I mean, there's also there's also a vanilla version of the of the game from uh, from launch called um, I can't, what's the name of the? It's just SWG Emu, I think is is the is what it is, and they have their their Basilisk server um, that's pretty popular. Um, and cause it's, they're, they're literally two different games. I mean, it's the same, same kind of like thing, but like the way you play the games is vastly different in both of them. Um, and I think it's awesome that they both exist because they're both trying to be purists, you know, to the fullest extent. So, you know, one's a purist in the vanilla sense, the other one's a purist in the NGE sense, but the, the NGE guys are also adding in the, adding in new content to it while also staying true to the core of what that game was. 
Um, so they're not changing a whole bunch of fundamental like gameplay mechanics. In other words, like they're they're trying to be pure to what it was while also adding in new content. I think that's great. You know, I'm glad that these communities exist because it goes to show you that there was still a huge love for this game. And if it wasn't for, you know, them getting shut down, there'd probably still be a whole lot of people playing it on live today if they were still around. I think maybe people even appreciate it more because they had a close brush with death. There's, I mean, there's that. I mean, there's that too. But I mean, it kind of goes back to, you know, previous conversations we've had about, you know, um, um, accessibility to games, you know, like people who are struggling or maybe they have uh, PTSD or something like that. And they find some kind of like a love for a game, you know, something, something like an MMO that is very persistent that people spend and invest a lot of time in. There's some kind of like comfort there for that person. And, you know, when something like that gets yanked away from you, when you've built up and you've made all of these friends it can cause a void and it can be, it can be in, I mean, I mean, everybody's different, you know, like I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and make fun of somebody who has depression over a video game, but, but that, that kind of stuff does exist and it can be very challenging for folks at times who are trying well, because it's not just cope, a game. You know? It's your community, your friends, right? The... It's their touchstone. It's their cornerstone. It's like, you know, it's kind of like, it's, you know, it's what can help people come from that dark place. And well, it's um, like you come home and your town's gone. What? You know, mm-hmm. like in real life, it's like, oh, I pull into my driveway and then I realize like I'm I'm the only house in the town now. Like what happened? It's very disturbing. You know, and that can be and that can be harsh for some people. And then, you know, you got to and, and I know that these developers aren't doing these things because they want to be mean. But like, you know, at the same time, it just, you know, I'm really glad that these communities exist to try and bring these things back. Not to turn this like conversation kind of into like a, a real mopey thing, but um it that's well, why i think it's, it's so important re- it's like business reality problems on both ends right like if if you have an ip and you don't defend it then that creates legal standing that it weakens your ip so you have to defend it if you're aware that anything's right. going on but you can pretend that you're not aware until it becomes too public and then it's like well now we got to so let so, me, which let is me, why this stuff stays down low a lot. Right. Let me let me kind of like let me keep let me keep on this Galaxies thing just for a little bit longer and tell you about um, Star Wars Galaxies Source. And Source is a community that is very much closely tied to Legends. And the objective of the Source community is to continue to work on the code to get the the game up to where it was when it was at the final day. So what the what the what the communities have now does not have all the content or features that were available at the at the end of the the life cycle of Star Wars Galaxies. So they're continuing to work on unlocking those abilities. For example, um, they've got space flight, but one of the things you could do in at at um, at the end of cycle with Galaxies was you could actually fly your ship in atmosphere. So like they actually added that ability to be able to fly from surface to space and vice versa in galaxies, which is a cool thing that they added at the end of that life cycle. But that's not a, currently available on any of the emulators, right? Mm. Um, and so there's those those kinds of things. But the 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 core thing that I'm trying to get to with this is there was a there was a developer for Source, and he was a big, he was one of the lead guys. Passed away last year. I think it was either last year or the year before. 
And the community was heartbroken, so much so that the Legends community came out in force, the Source community came out in force to honor this guy within the game and outside of the game. I mean, there was people that knew him. They were like, well, here's the live stream of his funeral if you want to go and pay your respects. You know, here's like a thing you can go donate to his family. Like the community of thousands of people rallied around one guy who just had a passion for keeping this game alive for people that loved it. And that to me says more about, you know, that than, you know, I I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say there, but it just says, it says a lot to me. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 the passion and the the love for this kind of stuff that these communities have, it, it says a lot. So well, here's where I'm going to ask you guys a question. If there was any game, it doesn't have to be an MMO or a persistent world, but if there was any game that got killed or that you can't play anymore that you wish you to see return, what would it be? Well, I would have said City of Heroes, but it's back. And shockingly, since it's back, I'm not really playing it. So I guess maybe, uh, you know, it, it's like I wish that it was back, but then when I've got it back, it's just like, oh, it's back. I'll get around to it. <clears throat> So it's that yeah. complacency. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I think Galaxies is probably mine. I, I never played much of it, but it was one of those. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it, and then by the time I got to it, it was gone. And I, I played enough to sort of get the memes and and have feels for the Twilight dancers, but you know that was that was the extent of it i never got to the later parts of the game so i i nullified what are you doing i'm just in a cantina uh-huh no don't yeah, worry about yeah. it yeah, <laughs> no, it's fine it's fine just don't look at the screen don't look at the screen yeah yeah, yeah i what, definitely what's what's mel and luke got in common they both play star wars with one hand Oh Jesus! Oh. Sweet, sweet Jesus! Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean that's a that's kind of a that's kind of a toughie, right? I mean, I mean, definitely Galaxies is one of those things where if I if there was an official capacity for that game to come back, I think that'd be really great. But, um, you know, there's there's been so many there's been so many games out there. Um, Here's here's an odd one. <clears throat> I would love to see Star Trek Online come back with their like player made content again. I mean, I know the game's not dead yet, but like, you know, that feature was freaking killed off, and I'd love to see it return because I feel like in a game like that, player made content is one of the sole reasons that that can like be yeah. the lifeblood of a game. I mean, that's kind of why I Did- feel like. Go ahead. Did they explain sufficiently, like why they pulled that out of Neverwinter and out of that? Was it just <laughs> because like, because if it they was wanted too much if, overhead? If yeah, well, I mean, if they wanted to keep the game afloat by adding in new content, adding in new content would have broken every player made thing out there. And so, in order to keep up with you know the ever evolving thing, they had to kind of cut it out. And I and I yeah. think that's that's really unfortunate. Um where I feel like they could have aged out the the player made content and just you know just be like well you guys have to make more player made content because the assets have changed or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like it's the upkeep of the player made content ability more so than upkeeping the you know it's like we'd we'd have to edit the editor and not just the game. 
Yeah, I, I mean, so like, I'd like to see Earth and Beyond come back, um, but like, you know, it would obviously need a control scheme overhaul because it, it was really hard on the controls. Uh, what I would also like to see come back is like a PC port of Dust Five Fourteen. Um, I think I think that's been like a huge failing of CCP is their uh, their their inability to iterate and innovate. Um, Wasn't that a rumored thing that they were going to bring 514 so to PC? So they weren't going to bring 514 to PC, but they were working on a new project that was going to be a new first-person shooter for the PC. Uh-huh. So so to kind of piggyback on a story from a previous episode, like with uh, StarCraft Ghost, Dust 514 was CCP's attempt to get into the console market. And they were working with either Microsoft or Sony to try and figure it out. Microsoft said, yes, but you can't connect your game to your services. It has to be through Xbox services and it can only be on our ecosystem. So that was an immediate nope for them. So they went with the PlayStation 3 because Sony said, yeah, we would love to have you here. And we don't, you know, anything to get you on board, you know, because blah, blah, blah. So they went with the PlayStation 3, which was not a hot like hotly known system for first for excuse me for first person shooters um it's not that the playstation 3 had bad games it just wasn't like usually the system that you would go to for a first person shooter and oddly enough a a game that was also supposed to be tied to their flagship game eve online it's oddly interesting that there was never a pc version of it where their audience existed so that game did not do very well uh, on the console, and they've had to backpedal that pretty hard and like remove any of those integrated features into Eve to because uh, there used to be like an integrated chat feature where you can actually in the game chat with people in in Dust. But what's strange about this though is like there was a new filing report that came out. Um, uh, my buddy Dex, who's also in the community here, sent me a thing, and I'm gonna read this to you guys. This is really interesting. CCP Games and Pearl Abyss who owns CCP Games, who's also the developer or the publisher for Black Desert Online, uh, we reported on Pearl Abyss' fourth quarter revenues earlier this week, noting that the company's operating revenue was down, partly due to dips in revenue from Black Desert Mobile and EVE Online. Um, see, pointing out that these figures actually port uh, portend each... Uh, excuse me, uh, important much more to CCP Games than uh, we initially thought, and that's because Pearl Abyss purchased CCP Games uh, conditionally. The additional $200 million on top of the base $225 million would be paid out only on the condition of CCP's performance. And CCP did not deliver. It wasn't so much that EVE Online dropped the ball, it was that CCP released only one of the multiple games in its pipeline over the last few years. And Pearl Abyss would have been counting on several others that didn't make it to market, including Project Nova, which was supposed to be that first-person shooter. All of this is to say that uh, by the Nosy Gamers Reckoning, uh, and we concur, concur, Pearl Abyss got CCP for a song. But what Pearl Abyss and now the Grumpy Investors really wanted was a big release in 2020 to tide it over until Crimson Desert, which is another Pearl Abyss game that's going to be coming out, I think, either this year or next year. So that's all that's to say that like CCP's been having a hard time trying to keep their stuff afloat 
because every time they start a project, they're notorious for canceling it. Just notorious. Yeah, like, um, do you want to go to work for them as a developer? And, hey, uh, we're going to hire for a new project. Nah. Well, I mean, so they, they've, they've, they've come out with their Gunjack and Gunjack 2, which is like their VR, like, shooter game, right? Which is kind of silly. They went on this ER, uh, this v- ER, they went on this VR stint, and they did the Eve e- Valkyrie, which when they when they uh, when they attached the non VR version of it, a lot more people were able to play the game. But then they just killed development of that game. Period. They shelved anything to do with VR because they're like it's just not at a viable state. Meanwhile, there's things going on with VR out the wazoo all over the place, and it's a surprise to me that they decided to shelve all of that because anyway, like they're they're just not they're not able to really produce anything. They finally came out with an Eve Online mobile game, which in and of itself is clever and fun for what it is but it still feels weird to me that they have all they've 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 had all of these other projects that they've come out with that they've just just canned left and right they were they were going to be doing a vampire mmo off of uh how was the what was the ip of that um god the white wolf stuff uh, i don't remember specifically what it was but they got all this tech and they were going to include part of that same tech in EVE Online for the walking and station stuff that was supposed to come out in, in Karna years ago. And they even did the whole, like, um, drawing boards, and they showed all this pro- concept art and stuff like that for walking and stations, and, like, people would be able to own bars and shops, and you'd actually have, like, corp offices and all these, like, physical things that you could do. And it was going to open up a whole new market of gameplay for people who weren't into the ship side of things to be able to do like the walking around stuff like a traditional MMO. But yet people were ringing so hard about that that they decided to go ahead and can it because they were like, you guys aren't focusing on the internet spaceships. You've got so many problems with balance in your spaceship side of thing. Why are you even trying to do this? So they got so much negative backlash over it for whatever reason that they canned it. And then they even sold off all of the assets to this other MMO that they were working on, and they completely scrapped it. And then they have since removed any element of the first-person like walking and station stuff from the game. It doesn't even exist anymore because um, yeah. you, you used to be able to go into like your captain's quarters or whatever. Like that's all been removed from the game. Yeah. See, so, if I was <clears throat> if I was the PR side with these guys, I would say make make a uh, like a child company and put all the stuff of all the other projects that you're going to develop like under that name so that whenever you talk about your stuff, then you're just talking about Eve so that people don't say, Oh, well you're you, because the assumption is like, well, the developers that should be working on Eve or working on this other BS, not really because we hired other people to do the other thing. Right. So yeah, just and put, I, and for- put the line there. So people understand like, no, that's a whole different building and a different, Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And for what it's worth, I have a huge love hate relationship for Eve Online in general. Like I've been playing that thing since two thousand eight. And you know, and, and and for what it is, I've enjoyed it, but like I definitely feel like the writing's on the wall over the next few years. I I really I hate to say it, but there is a good chance that, you know, at some point, um I, I feel like it's it's got fewer like much fewer days in front of it than it does behind it they're, um, they're one solid competitor away from instant i i really i really do think so and i think i think what would probably potentially happen is the pc version would die and they would just keep the mobile one going um because yeah, you guys got phones <clears throat> right 
Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's more accessible. Well, it's more accessible internationally, right? Like they can, they can get yeah. more accessibility in there and keep that kind of afloat. And it's a shame, really. It really is. So. Yeah. So other game that has really pissed people off lately is Arcage Online because they had Arcage and then people were like, well, the pay to win is ridiculous because it's, it's a game about like, running a business in an MMO and land barony and, you know, like, can I outproduce the other players who are producing whatever in the economy? So then they came out with another version of the game that was 30 bucks to buy, but they took the cash shop item out. Right. Mm. So it's like, okay, now we're going to start new servers and everybody can make the initial land grab, like buy the game on day one, run in there, buy your claim. Right. And and it's like a reboot, so it's a level playing field again. And then now they've announced, oh, we're gonna because low population, we're gonna consolidate worlds in that, but they're not gonna wipe the one that they're consolidating into. So now all these people that are on the servers that got picked to be taken down are just homeless. And the land is already claimed, like all the prime stuff is already in place. And those people have progress where they're going to come in like new players in, <laughs> into the thing. So now there's a second riot with that. And it's, and it's just like that company just can't get their shit straight. It's yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, another MMO that I think is, is, a, is a fascinating like observation, and there's a few, and I, you know, I made mention of Second Life earlier, but Entropia Universe. Um, yeah, the as a matter real of fact, cash economy yeah, thing and that I, scares the shit out of me. And I just pulled up on Twitch, and there's six people streaming this game right now, and uh, one person's got 49 viewers. So, I mean, it's not unheard of, but it's definitely not commonly talked about. Um, no, because the game itself, if not only is it actively aggressively ugly, um, but it's also <laughs> so super grind, right? There was like the the guy he put a video up where he like looted a thing that was worth like ten thousand dollars or something. But the backstory is, oh, I had to spend like fifty days grinding, murdering this one mob until it dropped the thing that was worth the money, and it it potentially never would have dropped it you know so he actually got lucky after over a month of just complete brain dead gameplay so that doesn't appeal to me but cool that it's uh real money though i i guess so yeah yeah i mean there's there's people who've cashed out like they've gotten like that one random loot dropper was like that's worth nine thousand dollars it's just like holy crap yeah, and they get, use that as their poster child thing for right. like this is the this is the loss leader that we bait people in here with is you too could get rich. <laughs> yeah, but I mean it's 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 a fascinating thing to explore. I mean, I I definitely love I definitely love you know just because I I love to torture myself, so I love to go explore these just really strange games. But I mean, I'm I mean it's been around for long enough to make me wonder like why isn't it on Steam? You know, like. I mean, I know not a split. Well, I mean, there's that, but but it does it does make me wonder though. Like, uh, I wonder if there's any other games MMOs that are on Steam that use Steam's backend for its MMO. Like, I mean, because I was I found that so fascinating that I was able to just connect in 
uh, just like launch uh, Shadowbane and just make a character and play. Um, there was no create an account. There was nothing of that of that nature. So, yeah, my my worry with the Shadowbane thing is, OK, so there's no monthly sub. Right. And then they're going to make the money that they make, because I feel like anybody that's going to buy Shadowbane already bought it in the first week. So that that's their sales curve. Right. So how long does that game actually stay up? Because that money that from the initial sales, which will probably be the peak of sales. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It. Like they, they could go, they could go the runescape route. I mean, runescape's already got a player base, right? So old school runescape already has a player base and it's not gone anywhere, but they've, they've recently put old school runescape on steam and they like front paged the crap out of that. So, I mean, there's a potential there to gain even more new players. I mean, think about like all of the, the people who've never heard of this game, now all of a sudden see it in their face and they're like, well, let's go try out this retro looking bizarre game. I mean, the same thing could be said about shadow ban. I mean, think about what if they were to get some kind of like, you know, they pay some kind of money and get shadow ban put on the front page for everybody to like take a look at. And it's just like, well, what is this? But it didn't take me long to find it. Like it was like on the first or second page of like the MMOs. I feel like it was even on the first page of the MMOs when I was like looking for stuff. I was like, yeah. what? I I was shocked. I was like, what in the hell? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just I just wonder about longevity of the product because it it's uh you know one one it's like there there's no more profit stream. Yeah, yeah, and nothing nothing in their cash shop screamed to me like massive pay to win either, which I thought was interesting. So yeah, here it is on on the on the first page I'm scrolling through Shadow Band right there. That's nuts. Mollified, you've been oddly quiet. What's on your mind? Well, I just, you know, it's uh, it's hard because I have dabbled in a lot of MMOs, but I've never been this super deep player of them. Um, for me, I like the variety that gaming has, and so... I tend not to stick with any one game. Another way to say it is I have a short attention span, I suppose. <laughs> and that's no, and that's fair. Cause I'm, I'm kind of the same way, right? Like as much as I loved galaxies back in the day, like I have way too many other games that I've enjoyed playing. Um, and you know, I, I, I get into, I get into a kick with, or a run on and, uh, I go with it. I think another interesting game that I would love to see come back, even though they've already come out with uh, newer versions or whatever, <laughs> and Jim's going to laugh at me again, is uh, is America's Army 2.0 or 2.5 or whatever it was that they did. Um, the they've they've come out with two other America's Army games since then, like ones like uh, Training Ground and the other ones like America's Army Three or something, and neither of those were ever remotely. Uh, interesting to me in the way that they did they did their their game i always felt that the um you know america's army 2.0 was the the better experience um it was it was very uh, it was a tactical based shooter um very much in line with you know working with a team of people to accomplish your objectives um it was it was it had a lot of realism to it um where you know you had to be very specific like your gun could get jammed and you'd have to unjam your gun um you know multiple ways to like throw a grenade to get into the right spot whether you like underhand it roll it 
uh, throw it over something. Um, you know, they had a lot of that stuff. I mean, I know there's games today that have these mechanics to them now, but you know, I feel like America's Army definitely pioneered some stuff, or at least reinvented the wheel in a lot of ways. Um, I also liked too that each round, if you there was no respawn, so like each round, it was like one of those things where you had to be very uh, specific about the decisions that you made because if you got if you got got, then you had to wait it out until the next round started. Um, which made it interesting because you could, you could always, you could win, you could win a match by, uh, elimination or by, um, you know, accomplishing your objectives. It's always fun too. Like if you're, if you're trying to, you know, hunt, like let's say your, your objective is to defend and you got a team of guys sneaking around trying to do stuff. It's always funny when you feel like you've killed everybody on their team, but like one guy and he's been sneaking around somewhere and you can't find him because he's like, you know, on the other side of the map or he's like hiding in a tunnel, like trying to get the last objective done. And, um, you know, those, those kinds of things are always fun to me. So like, that's, that's another game that I wish, uh, could come back. I, I know not necessarily a persistent game, but it's, it's definitely one that I've, um, loved of days gone. So, Hmm. I can't think of too many other games that really drew me in. Um, I I do think that, you know, the Elder Scrolls Online has done a pretty good job of creating a world, but it is one of the MMOs that I think you could play entirely solo and ignore all of the MMO style content, which kind of defeats the purpose. Wasn't there another MMO? What am I thinking of? Is it Wildstar? Does that exist anymore? Yeah, it's dead. Yeah, that one's yeah. gone. Yeah, I feel like that one's gone. So there was that Guild Wars. I loved the original Guild Wars, uh, and that still exists. Uh, Guild Wars 2 still exists. Um, what was that that uh, shooter MMO thing that came out? Like It was right at the same time as Overwatch, and then just battleborn died yeah battleborn boy God, that thing screw yeah. that game dude you and i refunded that game so hard like jim and i i remember when jim and i got battleborn we're like let's check this out <clears throat> we noped out of that really hard yeah it was immediately apparent that 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 was a inferior product and mm -hmm. i'm i'm no fan of overwatch either I'm, i mean i've got nothing against it it's just i'm not I'm not a MOBA or a first person, third person MOBA like fan. Um, and I think maybe that's partially why I also have a lot of hard times dealing with squadrons. Although squadrons um, adding, adding in the ability to customize my multiplayer a bit more has, has helped with that. Um, yeah. It's, to me, it's just the repetitive, like, still, Oh yeah, yeah. Same old thing. Yeah, it's it's extremely extremely repetitive. Uh, not a lot of room for iteration. But there you go. A lot. There, I mean, there's a lot out there. I mean, there's a lot to to appreciate about these games, even though they may not be around anymore. I'm I'm sure there are those that you know are keeping them alive in some form or fashion um, with with niche communities out there. Um, so that's always something to appreciate, at least. But. Yeah, and well, yeah. we were talking about we were talking about Second Life, right? So a lot of uh, Second Life competitors happened. You know, there was one called There. Um, there's maybe like five other ones that I can't remember the names of, but it's just like you heard about them and they looked way good, and then just not a word. 
they yeah. didn't they didn't get the kind of press attention. Yeah, it's really strange when you see like a game that was like hyped up, hyped up, and all of a sudden overnight, just it, it's gone, just disappeared. Like like whatever happened to that, and, and like no one talks about it. Yeah, and I wonder also like if you determine you know you you put in the the development budget, the game's done, right? And then you determine like yeah, the game's a fail before you even really get to commit the money that is the marketing budget, you know, to get the game's name out there, you just realize like off initial numbers, like this isn't going to catch. So I've heard that uh, generally you have to spend like almost equivalent to the development cost as your marketing cost to actually get a game to succeed because onboarding people is the hardest, most expensive thing. Um, so at that point, maybe they just cut their losses. It's like, it's a done ass game, but we're not going to advertise it because that's just throwing money. You know, why throw good money after bad? Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Well, um, we're still running our giveaway here on our discord server, uh, a hundred for a hundred. Um, in other words, if we get a hundred members in our community, we'll do a $25 gift card, uh, for four weeks. We'll do a giveaway every four weeks or every week for four weeks. Um, so that's pretty exciting. We also have, um, I mean, for the members that we currently have, which, um, we're, they, they seem to be going up every day. We, at least we get another, uh, couple of users here and there. There's a lot of conversations that are going on. A lot of really cool and unique people. Unfortunately, as I'm doing this outro here, I'm getting notifications from Malify that he's get, had some computer issues. So it's good. It's a good opportunity for us to uh, uh, wrap this up. But yeah, yep. um, we really appreciate you guys listening, and uh, this is going to be the last one for for several weeks. But yeah, tell all your friends about our Discord server. If you also go to just otherworlds.gg's website, and you'll see. Uh, a link tree full of links to where you can find the podcast on other platforms. You can even find links to our discord server. Uh, you can find links to our steam group and some of our social media stuff. So uh, if you just go to otherworlds.gg, you'll get a full list of where you can find us on all the things and more. We really appreciate you guys and we'll see you when we return. Thanks for listening. This has been episode number 13.